Hello, good morning church. Um, I'm Dan and you join me today as we continue in our Ezra and Nehemiah devotional series. Um, and today we're up to uh, Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 9 to 12. So where are we in the story so far? Well, uh, the people of Israel, the nation has gathered together um, and Ezra has read them from the book, read to them from the book of Moses, from the, from the book of the law, um, and the teachers and the Levites have explained it to them and made it clear to them and set it out to them. So we join them now in their response to that, in their response to this, this new understanding that they've been given, this revelation of the book of the law and the explanation that's been given to them. How does the nation of Israel respond to this news? Well, it's not great. Um, in fact, it's weeping as they listen to the words of the law. It's mourning and sadness. It's not a positive atmosphere. Um, we're left to imagine why that might be the case. Why are they so sad? Uh, but I think we can work this one out. Because when we read scripture, we are convicted of where we've gone wrong, where we've fallen short of those things that it is telling us to do. And in fact, for Israel, as they hear the scripture now, as they hear this relationship that is set out in the books of Moses between Israel and God, um, they hear about the covenant that their ancestors agreed to. They hear about these laws that they were supposed to adhere to. And they also hear about how God was going to protect them and provide for them this land flowing with milk and honey. And it's all going to be fine and dandy as long as everyone does their part. So they compare that to the situation they're in. They've just come out of exile. They know themselves that they have not followed the law. They know their parents have not followed the law. They know that their relationship with God is very, very broken and wrong. And something has gone clearly quite horribly wrong. They will be feeling the guilt and weight of that upon them as they realise quite how far from God they've strayed and quite how wrong they have behaved. And so this guilt is pressing upon them and also a mourning over what they've lost, the potential to have this excellent relationship with God, this closeness with God, that the Lord Almighty will protect them and provide for them. And that's clearly not been happening. They realise this is great sadness. And yet Nehemiah, Ezra and the, te the teacher of the law and the Levites are slightly confused um, that's not the response they were expecting. This is a day, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not warn, mourn or weep. Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to the Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. They were expecting a celebration, choice food and sweet drinks, you know, and, and a holy day and not mourning and weeping. You see, for the priests for Nehemiah and Ezra and the Levites, they were expecting that people would hear of this great relationship that they can have with God and they would look forwards to that and they would hear of the law and what they're supposed to do and they think, right, well, I'm going to follow the law, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to seek relationship with God. That's what Israel is doing here by coming together to hear the words of the law. They're seeking God, they're seeking what is right. And they're trying to set things right and return reinvigorated into this covenant relationship with God. 
This is a holy day, a day of celebration as, as they seek God and seek to be closer to him and follow the law. Then there's this phrase, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Wow, I just, that amazes me. And I think what amazes me here is two things. First thing is that the people of Israel turning to God and listening to the law and learning it causes joy for God. It's the first thing by taking actions to move towards God, to seek him, it causes joy for God which is astonishing in itself. And secondly, is that the joy of the Lord is contagious and it comes to us and gives us strength, which is really a blessing. Um, This whole story here reminds me very much of the prodigal son, because like the prodigal son, the nation of Israel had turned away from God. Their relationship with God was broken. Their relationship with the prodigal son with his father He's broken, he's turned away, he's in a foreign land, he's squandered his inheritance. Um, And then he's thinking, okay, if I go back and confess my sin and humble myself before the Father, then perhaps he will treat me like a servant and give me some food and look after me if I I humble myself and, and confess. And yet the Father's response is completely different. He is coming out with joy to see his son returning. He's happy that his son is safe and coming home. And he throws a big party, a big celebration um, at this at this joyous and holy thing that is happening. You see, for Israel, as they seek God, there is joy in heaven because his chosen people are returning to him. They're returning to the covenanted relationship and it causes joy. It also reminds me of um, my baptism, because on my baptism, uh, my student cell group um, got me a card and they wrote lovely things in it um, and, and prayers and blessings. And it's really, really moving and, and nice. But on the front, it said, um, heaven rejoices at your baptism. See, on my baptism day, I was turning away from the past, as we all did, and turning towards God. And so that causes joy. The emphasis on your baptism is not the bad things that have happened and the bad place you've been in and the bad things you've done, but on the good things that await you and on becoming a child of God, on seeking God, on being welcomed into this. The focus is on the light, on turning to God. Acknowledge that those things happened. I mean, they, they definitely happened, but it's a focus on the good and on God. So when we read scripture, expect to be convicted of sin. Expect to go, oh, okay, this was wrong, what I was doing, this isn't good, this is, you know, my relationship with God is not as perfect as it could be, you know, I've been doing things that aren't great. But don't expect condemnation or guilt or weeping and mourning. Because when you're seeking God, you're doing a good thing, a holy thing. When you're seeking God, you're causing joy in heaven. The very fact that you realise that what you've done was not great should cause you joy, because it now gives you the opportunity to correct and to seek God. So that's that. And then the second and final little thing here is this. Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. You see, just like the joy of God is contagious and brings us strength, 
and we get joy from that, we should not be selfish with that and hoard that to ourselves. We're told to go out and bring that party to other people. Bring it to those who have none prepared. Invite them in. The people of Israel have heard the law, or the people gathered have heard the law, and, and they've had this response, and they've been told it's a holy day and to be joyful. And then they're also told to go and share it with those who were not prepared. So that is our devotional for today. When we seek God, there is joy in heaven, and that is contagious and gives us joy and strength too, and that we are not supposed to be cheap with that, but share that with others. Amen.